Edward Snowden is at best a traitor and at worst a Russian spy. Oh yeah? Well, I think he's a true patriot who knows how to blow whistles when we need him. Well, if you support Edward Snowden, then unfriend me! Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Unfriend Me. Scott Johnson here with Justin Robert Young. Hello, Justin. I always feel like I'm going. I'm having a stroke. <laughs> like, this is what I imagine having a stroke would really be: is loud noises. Yeah. Uh, uh, and then suddenly that music starts playing. Smelling toast, uh, tasting purple, and the music <laughs> begins. Yeah, we, uh, you and I saw each other over the weekend, but uh, we didn't talk about any really controversial things at BlizzCon. So thankfully, we're back. It's time for yeah. us to pick up the sword, pick up the shield, uh, apply ourselves once again to the social issues of the day. This one being, um, I don't know, this one's a little odd because it's not necessarily hot in the news, but you could argue that uh, that that the arguments around Edward Snowden re never really got finished, never really got any real resolution. Uh, plenty of uh, plenty of big two-sided uh, arguments happening. In fact, you just kind of mentioned in passing on Twitter that that was our next. Uh, topic and that resulted in some crazy feedback already like we haven't even started the show yet and already people have their oh, flags God. planted man it's crazy i got a uh, uh, just a uh, me because uh, a lot of times when i'm doing my two hours of googling uh i'll i'll uh you know just put it out there like hey look we're talking about this is there anything that i really we, we really can't miss right like we really need to know and right Sometimes it'll be good articles that'll come up, and sometimes it'll be just points of view that I hadn't thought of. This time it was literally just, he's a traitor, he's a hero. Yeah, pretty much straight across. There wasn't a lot of uh, middle ground, which I'm I'm used to more middle ground when uh, when we put it out there like that. And the so so whatever kind of follow up we get to this show will be fascinating because um, I wonder if it'll be the same on the tail end of it, but. Yeah, people were like, he's a traitor. No, he's a patriot. And that was yeah. kind of it. There was no like weird middle-y bits where people had some kind of more nuanced uh, discussion about it. Now, again, it's a very small sample. It's Twitter. It's whatever. Um, so that's why we bring it out here. We drag it into the sunlight and uh, and look at it a little, a little more closely. And by the way, Edward Snowden barely. This is a, a squeaker. Our poll last week, Edward Snowden, 55%. Online harassment, including... Uh, Gamergate. I guess if we might have put on Gamergate, Gamergate versus Edward Snowden, I think Gamergate would have won. But yeah. uh, thank you guys all for doing that. Of course, you can follow at Scott Johnson and at Justin R. Young, where we post the polls every week. Yep, we'll do the same thing next week for our new topic. So we're looking into that. Now, last week, we had a few things to talk about. We talked about fake news, then we led into our little Halloween special. Yeah, I, I take it we've got some feedback from, from there. You are Gosh darn right, Scott. Guido writes, how do we establish, this is about fake news, how do we establish trust again with the media? Can we, should we, or uh, do I put on my tinfoil hat, rewatch X-Files over and over again, trust no one, contemplate our existence if we are really alone? I guess it comes to credibility, which I think has been compromised uh, for a fight for views and airtimes, which is really all about the Benjamins. And I wanted to include this because this was a large portion of our feedback on this, which is that, for some, this is not a conversation about is the media 
turning wrong or are we at a point where it is not trustworthy? It hasn't been trustworthy in decades. And and that's where I think there is a disconnect. If you do not think that the media has not been something, mainstream media has not been something that you can trust for decades, then you might not be speaking the same argument with you know the people that you're going to argue with at Thanksgiving. Yeah, my guess is you're you're a little younger, and you may be. And this, I don't mean this in a pejorative way, or to say that you're less than anyone else, but you may have grown up in a family where they very much trusted uh, the voices of the day, like Dan Rather or whoever. Uh, who was the guy on NBC that was? Oh, what was his name? Tom Brokaw. Tom Brokaw. Tom Brokaw. Well, you you may have heard you may have heard those voices when you were a kid and went, oh, well, this is where we get our information. And now that you're an adult, you think something has changed. And I, and I hate to break it to everybody, but this distrust of those who disseminate information publicly has been a thing since man hath written it down. So uh, Indeed. In yeah. fact, uh, Terry Z wrote in this email about the earliest known uh, 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 instance of fake news. The Battle of Kadesh occurred... In 1274 BCE, near the Syrian-Lebanese border, it was the final battle in the war between the Hittite Empire, centered in modern-day Turkey, and the Egyptian Empire, led by Ramses the Great, believed to be the largest uh, 5,000 to 6,000 chariot battle ever fought. Ramses commemorated the battle many times, showing him devastating the Hittites, some of whom you can see under his chariot and winning the war, but... The battle in reality was a draw. Yeah. And a peace treaty was signed between the two sides. Yeah, literally fake news on a wall. Um, on and, a wall! Yeah, yeah. The so, lamestream wall media! So for me, it's simple. It's it's you learn how to, to make good discernments about who you listen to and who you trust, and they build that over time, and you don't just accept things on face value. You do your homework. You don't take headlines at face value. Like yeah. we need to do a little bit of work on our side, just like every other era has had to do that. Ours is just a lot louder, a lot more numerous, but you still can do it. And it's on you to find those trusted sources. They are out there. You will find them. Well, and I think that the idea is don't trust sources, trust information, trust the the, the, the blending of sources, trust your own instincts. And, and many times don't so worry about whether or not you are wrong or not, you know, just try the, 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 guiding ethos of trying to find the truth is more important than feeling safe and secure because you believe you found it completely uh, agree 100 percent. you know and uh if ramses the great believes that <laughs> he can pull the wool under over our eyes friends <laughs> he is uh, sorely mistaken yeah let's see you could hear it i mean yes you did rush limbaugh modern era rush limbaugh but there was probably some guy back then who had a little papyrus oh, in his sure. hand? He's like, listen, man, I got I got a cousin in the Hittites. That wasn't a well, that wasn't a washout, man. That was they signed a peace treaty. Exactly. Uh, did we hear uh, anything uh, about our Halloween episode? Because that was a load of fun and went longer than we thought it would. Indeed, yeah. We we thought we were going to do a little twenty minute episode, and it wound up going for uh, an hour. So it was a full length episode that we built as a mini episode. Uh, we got a ton of email on this, and. Listen, uh, you guys are forcing us by way of your feedback that we are going to wind up having to do something with all these other emails because it is just insane yeah. uh, feedback that you guys are giving us. Uh, this was from DeRay. DeRay wrote, a child shouldn't be restricted to only wearing costumes of their culture. I'm an African-American female of 36. When I was a child, there wasn't much choice for black characters. 
So when I was five years old, I wanted to be rainbow bright for Halloween. My mother made the costume and everything in regards to the clothes looked exactly like rainbow bright. However, when it came to the hair, she decided to make rainbow bright's usual orange colored hair ponytail into big old orange dookie braids. I was like, mom, rainbow bright's hair doesn't look like that. She said, oh, baby, we're going to make you black rainbow bright. I didn't want to be black rainbow bright. I wanted to be white rainbow bright. I wanted to be rain or I didn't want to be white rain rainbow bright. I just wanted to be rainbow bright. To me, the character wasn't black or white. She was the rainbow. My mother uh, put a race to the character I loved where I didn't see race. I only saw the character. So if a little white boy wants to be Maui or a little girl wants to be Moana, the, uh, the child most likely doesn't see race. And that's how it should be. She does go on to say that there is a problem when you're darkening uh, skin and that she still harbors a grudge with the little white girl who dressed like Rainbow Bright and won their school's costume contest. Oh, I so, would too, man. Jeez. There's lingering beef here. Yeah. I, uh, I'm i going to, my vote is with uh, DeRay. I think that that's the stance to have. You let the kid with their pure, innocent heart make the choice and don't step in with all your biases and your and your 30 years of, of building up what you think is uh, supposed to be PC or isn't. Let them be who they want to be. But just maybe don't put, you know, black paint on their face. Maybe well, just don't listen, do that. We, we, got, we got a ton of email. And again, uh, 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 if I'm not reading the email, we're trying to cut down a little bit of this, uh, the, the, the email portion, just so we can get more into the topic of the day. Uh, but please keep sending them because I have a suspicion that coming in the not-too-distant future, we're just going to have to do an extra episode where we just read this email because there is some great stuff in here. Yeah. So, guys, keep writing it new Email address, unfriendmeshow at gmail.com. Rolls Please. off the tongue. Rolls off the tongue. Unfriendmeshow at gmail.com. All right. Let's get into it. Edward Snowden. Now, can I tell before, you? you know, before, before we yeah, start, yeah. is there anything in in either fake news or Halloween that you you know, uh, had, had your opinion changed on or, or evolved uh, now that now that we've had uh, two weeks for one, one week for another? No, probably more that it helped kind of concrete where my head was at with both in the case of fake news. What I said earlier about learning how to vet your own your own sources that you trust or don't trust um, using some pretty common sense methods to sort of figure out what's real and what isn't um, educating yourself on issues that aren't necessarily in the stories you're reading, but are just sort of out there. Understand the history of a place that's being talked about or a person that's being talked about. Kind of get more involved with how that information is getting to you. And and that's kind of what I already thought. I, I feel more strongly now. As far as like cultural appropriation, that one I was already in a place of, it seems obvious to me what you should or shouldn't do. And us breaking it down maybe helped me a little bit in terms of why I think those things are obvious like why it's obvious you shouldn't paint your face black if you're a white guy or why you shouldn't dress up with big buck teeth as a Chinese dude or something um but for me it all came down to I was raised to not disrespect other people and the way they lived and uh stereotypes can be fun but there's always a limit and I guess I'm just glad I came away from that with a, a gratefulness for for parents and other adults around me who instilled in me a pretty good sense of of my surroundings and a pretty good idea of what my, my, uh, crowd, uh, you know, how I should be within groups of people and what the lines were. And they seem to, they seem to hold up today. So, so that's what I came out with there. It wasn't like I was going, well, you know what? I think blackface is okay. Now that we've had this conversation, 
I no, just no, I'm more no, or less I, I'm more or less dug in. So no, and and we got quite a few. Well, you know, uh, uh, Dave Chappelle does whiteface, and nobody freaked out about that. And 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 my 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 points on blackface, I think, are are not changed. Uh, you know, a week on, but I will say that the idea of cultures as costumes is a more complicated topic than I even kind of assumed it was going into it. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that what ultimately is the guiding line is what the culture thinks is offensive or what the culture thinks is okay. And that is something that is ever shifting. You know, you, you can't just say, all right, well, did all the Mexicans, uh, all right, everybody who is either related to or, or, or has uh, Mexican blood in them or is currently living in Mexico, we are all going to take a vote to see if white people can wear a sombrero. Like, and uh, count the hands, here we go. All right, make sure you send out the email alert and let's all be on the same page. Yeah. I think that that's, that is something that is constantly shifting. It, it, you know, and, and what, what you just said is, to me, the guiding sense is just open up your ears yeah. and, 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 and understand your surroundings because what might be right for some is not right for all. Yeah, have some awareness. Also, now just a quick question. I'm wearing a Canadian hat today that was given to me by a Canadian Am yeah. I am I in violation of any sort of cultural appropriation by wearing this Canadian hat that says Canada on it right here? Normally you would be, but since you are indeed a hoser, uh, <laughs> you are. <laughs> oh, good. I was hoping that that was the case. All right, Edward Snowden. He's not a hoser. He's not Canadian. He's American, and he lives in Russia, and that's all a lot of people know about him, except they know he leaked a bunch of stuff and then hightailed it out of here uh, for, some would say, a fear of assassination. Uh, others would say because he's a wuss. Some would say he's a patriot and he's off hiding until he can come out and uh, and uh, you know be free again. Uh, while others would say no, he's a big booby and he's been playing with Russia for years. And I can't believe anyone likes that guy. So <laughs> tell us what you learned about Edward Snowden, the man. Indeed. All right. So here we go. Uh, early life: Edward Joseph Snowden, born on June twenty first, nineteen eighty three, in Elizabeth City, North Carolina. His maternal grandmother, Edward J. Barrett, was a rear admiral in the Coast Guard became a senior official with the FBI and was at the Pentagon in nine, on 9-11 uh, during the attacks. Snowden's father, Lonnie Snowden, has, has been an officer in the Coast Guard, and his mother, Elizabeth Barrett Snowden, also known as Wendy, is the chief deputy at the U.S. District Court for the District of Maryland. Apparently, everybody in Edward Snowden's life uh, has at some point made their living in the federal government. Yeah, it seems like a, a public service, if that's the right word, sort of sort of family for sure. Uh, here we go uh, to his political leanings. In accounts published in June 2013, interviews noted that Snowden's laptop displays stickers supporting Internet freedom organizations, including the EFF, the uh, Electronic Frontier Foundation, and the Tor Project. A week after public uh, publication of his leaks began, Ars Technica confirmed that Snowden had been an active participant on the site's online forum from 2001 through May 2012, discussing a variety of topics under the pseudonym The True Hua. In a January 2009 entry, the true HUA exhibited strong support for the U.S. security state apparatus and said leakers of classified information, quote, should be shot in the balls. Oh, my gosh, dude. Holy shite. <laughs> Is that <laughs> Wow. I mean, who who of us hasn't said that if if uh, the government secrets get leaked, they shouldn't be shot in the balls? I mean, we're shot all we've balls. all been there. Yeah. However, Snowden disliked Obama's CIA director appointment of Leon Panetta, saying, quote, Obama just named a effing politician 
to run the CIA. Mm. Snowden was also offended by a possible ban on assault weapons. We're crossing over here, folks. Uh, writing, me and all my lunatic, gun-toting NRA compatriots would be on the steps of Congress before the C-SPAN feed finished. Snowden disliked Obama's economic policies, was against Social Security, and favored Ron Paul's call for a return to the gold standard. Mm. So what do you think? Shot in the balls, huh? So, all right. Can I just say <clears throat> something somebody said on Twitter threw me a little bit about this. They they made the and this is where the cognitive dissonance on Snowden comes from for me. But they said he is a traitor and should be put to death for his for his uh, traitorous treachery. Okay. Uh, that same person not long ago was telling me about the government will never take my guns from my cold dead unless I have cold dead hands. And yes. not to throw it back I, to guns. I, I, I don't think that's quite the famous uh <laughs> No, famous that's not quite it. But the idea being government stay away from my guns. But Edward Snowden is a betrayer of the government and should come face the government for his crimes. And don't, I don't know about you. I find that very, very weird to hear the same person say those two somewhat opposed things. On the one hand, you're saying... I don't trust the government. Don't come near my guns. On the other hand, you're saying this guy's a traitor. Come face the government and be shot probably by their guns. Like it's, it's a, it's a weird thing for me. And I feel like this is going to be true of Snowden, Snowden kind of across the board. On the one hand, he offends the basic sensibilities of people who feel like stuff that is ours should stay secret. Then you have people that say, well, wait, the secret information we're talking about is my secrets. It's Justin's email. It's my instant messages. It's so-and-so's photos. It's security footage or phone conversations or all of this other stuff uh, that he sort of leaked and uh, and talked about. And so I guess, I'm, I guess I understand why there's such a diametric opposition to this. But even within that, if you have an opinion here, it seems like more often than not, you have an opposite or opinion that seems sort of opposite from it when it comes to some other aspect of the government. And I find that hard to to, to deal with. And I don't know if that's something you've thought about or if it affects well, you in the you way know, it has me. I, I, I wanted to include this stuff because I, I, I want everybody to understand that this is not a, a very easily squared or rounded peg. And we can't just kind of put this into a very easy compartment of our brain. It appears as if from everything that the more you read about Edward Snowden, that he's a complicated guy with possibly contradictory views. And guess what that means? He's like everybody else. You know, there is nobody who I think if we went and looked back and, and had the kind of eyeballs that Edward Snowden had on the rest of his life and we pulled up every little trace of publicly available social media that we put out that we would not over a span of time find contradictions in our own thinking. I think that that is uh, uh, not necessarily uh, uh, indicative. You know, past performance is not necessarily indicative of future results, nor do uh, I think that the vast majority of people, no matter how much we want to put on a T-shirt and, and play tug of war with the other side, necessarily agree with the people that we vote with or or say we agree with all that much you know that there are a lot more nuances here yeah and he is no no different in that what makes him different is what he did 
and and that's what we we're going to get into going forward. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that if you read any of my forum posts from 1998 when I was talking about Quake and Unreal and was like living in the the mid to late 90s, I guarantee you would find some stuff in there that is less nuanced than my thinking about some of that stuff today. I'm sure yeah. of it. 100% sure of it. And that stuff's out there somewhere. You can find it. In fact, if you search Buddy Pickle on the internet, B-U-D-D-Y Pickle, all one word, uh, you will find all sorts of dumb things said by me on old forums. But... <laughs> Uh, and you're and feel free. I've I've come to terms find with Buddy the, Pickle. Yeah. Find Buddy Pickle. Find you, you've heard the, the the clarion call has gone out. The foxhound is is in reverie. Go find Buddy Pickle. Yeah, Buddy Pickle. By the way, it was named after an actual some kind of tech CEO in California. His real name was Buddy Pickle, and I was so flabbergasted that a real person would be named that that I took it on as my early <laughs> online moniker. But anyway, yeah, Buddy Pickle said some dumb shit. And here's the here's my 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 point with that. Yeah. Time changes things, experience changes things, um, raising a family changes things, work experience changes things. I It is hard for me to take Edward Snowden or any, and this isn't, this isn't apologist conversation I'm having here. It's hard for me to take anybody, and that includes people I would really like to do this to, but it's hard for me to take anybody and tear them apart for things they said in their teens or even their 20s. Uh, for behavior or thinking or stuff they may do today. I so, just so don't FYI, think it's fair. So uh, FYI, just to give you a sense, because uh, Snowden is, I think, three months younger than I am. Yeah. We, are, we are almost exactly the same age. Yeah. So if he is active on that forum from 2001 to 2012, then that would be him from 18 to 28. Yeah, it's a chunk of time. This is, this is not necessarily him at 14, right? Yeah. Uh, this this is him at college age. Sure, but this is also yes, but 28 for me was 1998 and me playing <laughs> me playing uh, the Unreal and Quake what being is, a, here. Let, let, let's go ahead and ask you this: What is the latest embarrassing Buddy Pickle? Like how <laughs> old how old were you when Buddy Pickle was still popping off with something that would make you say, "Oh, geez, now he only went until. Oh, I don't know. I mean, I don't remember specific things I said, but he went. He he only existed till about two thousand and two, or something, and and then I kind of moved on from it. So I don't know where that. I mean, seriously, that stuff. If you like, type Unreal Space Buddy Pickle. I guarantee this stuff's archived somewhere, so people can find it. But the the point is, I don't know. The older I get, the younger that seemed. So in other words, I mean, that sounds dumb and obvious, but it, but it's kind of true. Like. I don't think any 80-year-old looks back when they were 30 and thinks, oh, I was such a, a mature adult that I knew everything by then. It doesn't work that way. You're legally an adult, sure, and you should have a, a level of maturity or whatever. All those things may be true, but I guarantee you're a child compared to what you are later. So, I, again, I'm not. this isn't an excuse for him. I'm just saying people say dumb shit in their 20s. Well, here's something that uh, Edward Snowden did do in, uh, I guess, when he was 21, feeling a humanitarian obligation to fight in the Iraq war to help free oppressed people. Snowden enlisted in the United States Army Reserve on May 7, 2004, as a special forces candidate through its 18X enlistment option. He did not complete training after breaking both of his legs in a training accident. He was discharged on September 28, 2004, in 20, uh, or sorry, uh, 2009, Snowden uh, began work as a contractor for Dell, which manages computer 
Systems for multiple government agencies assigned to an NSA facility at the Yokata Air Base near Tokyo. Snowden instructed top officials and military officers how to defend their networks from Chinese hackers on March 15, 2013, three days after what he called his breaking point of seeing uh, Director of, the National, uh, of National Intelligence, James Clapper, directly lie under oath to Congress. Snowden quit his job at Dell, although he uh, has stated that his career-high annual salary was $200,000. Snowden said he took a pay cut to work at Bose Allen, which is where he worked at the point that he got the information that he would eventually leak. Mm. In May, uh, in a May 2014 interview with NBC News, Snowden accused the U.S. government of trying to use one position here or there in his career to distract from the totality of his experience, downplaying him as a low-level analyst. In his words, quote, he was trained as a spy in the traditional sense of the word in that he lived and worked undercover un uh, overseas, pretending to work at a job that I'm not, uh, even being assigned a name that was not mine. He said he'd worked for the, N uh, the NSA undercover overseas and for the DIA, had developed sources and methods to keep information and people secure. Quote, in the most hostile and dangerous environments around the world, so when they say I'm some low-level systems administrator that I don't know what I'm talking about, I'd like to say that that's somewhat misleading. Oh, I don't know. I can't imagine that uh, government officials uh, all the way to the highest level might occasionally try to downplay previous conversations or uh, associations or relationships and call them uh, they were more subservient or less important than they were at the time, despite the fact of, you know, other evidence showing to the, to the contrary. So he's probably right. I mean, of course. Of course, they downplayed it. They don't want him to look like he, they want him to look like a rebel hacker scum dirtbag young guy. They don't want him to look like somebody with keys to the car, do they? Well, somebody that they trusted. I sure. Mean, again, that's that. This is a trust business, a a faith business, and either they are going to uh, show good judgment in trusting the right people, or they will show bad judgment in trusting the wrong people. This. I mean, again, remember also that this comes at a time when uh, uh, WikiLeaks uh, has uh, uh, come onto the scene about five years prior, five right. or six years prior. Right. Uh, uh, Bradley, uh, then Bradley, now Chelsea Manning, had become a gigantic political hot point for leaking all that information to WikiLeaks. By the way, this is back when uh, uh, conservatives hated WikiLeaks and liberals loved them. LOL. <laughs> flies. We were always at war with East Asia. Sure. Um, yeah. Now, uh, uh, this happens, and this is probably the biggest thing to happen since then, and here is exactly what it was. The exact size of Snowden's disclosures is unknown, but Australian officials have estimated that 15,000 or more Australian intelligence files and British uh, uh, officials estimate at least 58,000 British intelligence files were released. NSA Director Keith Alexander initially estimated that Snowden had copied anywhere from 50,000 to 200,000 NSA documents. Later estimates provided by U.S. officials were on the order of 1.7 million, a number that originally came from the Department of Defense talking points. In July 2014, the Washington Post reported on a cache previously provided by Snowden from domestic NSA operations consisting of roughly 160,000 intercepted emails and instant message conversations, some of them hundreds of pages long, and 7,900 documents taken from more than 11,000 online accounts. A U.S. Uh, uh, Defense Intelligence Agency report declassified in June 2015 said that Snowden took 900,000 
DOD files more than he downloaded from the NSA. Well, all right, but how's that possible? 900,000 Department of Defense files more than he downloaded? What does that mean? I don't get it. More than he downloaded from the NSA. Oh, 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 oh. Okay, I thought yeah, they were saying yeah. they somehow ended up with more files than they could show him taking no, or something. No, 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 no. So he got 900,000 from the DOD, which is the Department of Defense, that's the Pentagon, uh, more than he did from the NSA, which is one of the major branches of espionage in America. All right, so, but he doesn't deny any of this, right? Like, this is his, he 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 got all that stuff, and, and he doesn't say he didn't. Yeah, no, I mean, he... There is a question of exactly what he took versus what he released. And then based on what he released, exactly how damaging that was. Here was the biggest revelation that came to our attention, specifically in the tech press. It was revealed that the NSA was harvesting millions of email and instant messaging contact lists, searching email content, trapping and map, uh, tracking and mapping the location of cell phones, undermining attempts at uh, uh, encryption via bull run, and that the agency was also using cookies to piggyback on the same tools used by internet advertisers to, quote, pinpoint targets for government hacking to bolster surveillance. The NSA was also shown to be secretly uh, accessing Yahoo and Google data centers to collect information from hundreds of millions of account holders uh, worldwide by tapping underseas cables using the muscular surveillance program. By the way, also revealed in this, was that NSA folks were spying on love interests <laughs> using these tools. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, whatever. With great power comes great responsibility, and people squander that all the time. But I guess I remember at the time of this revelation, and, and even today, and I know I'm going to get heat for this. Um, I know I'm going to get heat for this. It's fine. That's what this show's for. We're going to talk about what we think. Oh, uh, get that heat. Get that heat, boy. Turn it up. So... Uh, when all this was talked about and in other conversations about personal security of information and that sort of thing, um, I have always kind of, uh, certainly online, as long as the internet's been a thing, I have been there and I have never worried about that. And I still don't really worry about it now because I don't have anything that's weird to hide. Even if you find my buddy Pickle stuff, there's really nothing there, man. It's just a bunch of dorks talking about video games. So buddy I, Pickle. So I don't have. I believe in Buddy Pickle. If you are <laughs> listening to this live, please just uh, <laughs> at reply Scott. I believe in Buddy Pickle. Yeah, I believe in Buddy Pickle is the new hashtag. It's going to go viral. So <laughs> I uh, I don't so much care, and I've taken heat for that. Well, here's where I do start to care. If people are being bad actors with our information, then that's trouble. And so the th I think the way you could criticize me, and it would be a fair criticism, is I am too trusting in the system and institutions that have been spying on us since this and other governments were ever founded. In other words, I don't think this is a new thing. The technology, the breadth of it, the, the, uh, the, the ability for it to go further and, and further is definitely changing, but this has always been a thing. So my thing is, well, it's always been a thing. It will always be a thing. And if they can do it without telling us, that's always going to be a thing. I've always sort of just trusted that because I'm not doing anything dumb and we okay, haven't. Okay, hold on. Can I, let me ask you something. Yeah, Because this is a, a general larger theme that I think we're kind of getting into that is at the underlying of this entire argument. All right. Because there were a lot of people that online were saying, okay, well, he had to flee as a whistleblower. He just would have been found dead in the street. 
Yeah, I don't know if right. I'd buy that, but yeah. But but this is an argument. Yeah, it's one. It's definitely an argument. And and, and what what you're saying is, look, the the government does this. They've always done this. They're always going to do this. We just have to live with it. To me, we really need to have a conversation about what kind of government we are willing to live with, because. When you talk to people that are from third world countries in, in Latin America or in, you know, uh, uh, Europe at a certain point in time or Asia or Africa, whatever. The thing that they are amazed about when they come to representative democracies. Yeah, I remember there was something very, very uh, important to the development of me in my life. And that was in college. There was a, uh, a friend of mine that I had that was living in the dorms on the floor named Domagoy. I forget the country that Domagoy was from, but it was somewhere in Eastern Europe. And he, they got stopped driving, going from one place to another. Yeah. And he came into the, the, the room that we were all hanging out in, and he was flabbergasted, blown away. He's like, we got pulled over. I'm like, yeah, people get pulled over. Like, we're all 19, and we're driving really fast. We're stupid. Like, of course, we're going to get pulled over every once in a while. Yeah. He's like, they didn't even think about bribing the cop. <laughs> yeah and i was like like what do you mean it's like this is it, it was just not even a thing like they were like i, I was like, like like trying to figure out how much what we all had on us so we could all bribe the cop together yeah and he's like like I, it was it just was foreign to him literally a foreign concept to him that he would not try to bribe the police officer yeah. and i don't want to get into you know uh the the bright torchlight of lady liberty will guide us all right or yeah. or you know, into a full, we need to uh, constantly be on edge for the surveillance state. But I do think that there is a general part of American culture, whether or not it is exercised or not, that I do think is very important, where when we see stuff like this, we shouldn't just throw up our hands and say, oh, wait, it's totally cool if we thought that if Edward Snowden didn't, or Edward Snowden didn't flee, he would have gotten shot, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Or that oh, this always happens, it's always going to happen. Like, we should be upset with this kind of stuff. No, I, I completely agree. I actually think I'm on the weak side of the argument because of this, because I've, I have been soft in this regard because I'm putting some blind faith out there. And and here's the thing. I had a, It's so funny you brought that, that story up because I had a similar experience with somebody who was here on a student exchange, something, something, from Africa, and I don't remember the... I don't remember this. The By the nation. way, I believe we found Buddy Pickles' avatar. Oh my lord! All right, we'll look at that in a second. Is it, it the one with his head? Severed, a severed head. Yeah. Uh, a severing head. It's an old right? drawing I, I mean, did Buddy way Pickle back. Buddy Pickle was hardcore. Yeah, this was it was an art. It was actually from a comic I did, so it was actually my art. But oh, here it is. Yeah, here chat room. We can show you on the screen. Yeah, let's see that little severed head there. That's me. Can you can you make that your avatar and change your name to Buddy Pickle? Um, <laughs> yeah, I could. I don't think I want to though. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah and, and all the stuff i'm finding so far is mostly like tech stuff like we're trying to find out why the server isn't running the map properly and blah, 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 like it's super boring but you might be able to find something good in there but yeah uh, the hunt folks we will we will find evidence yeah, of, of it's in there. acting uh acting poorly it's in there someplace but uh so this uh exchange student from a, an african nation which i don't it wasn't like nigeria but it was like something else anyway they came here and could not believe, would not believe that you could go out to your mailbox, put something in it like anything, a letter, whatever, let alone a bill, like paying a bill and putting that in your mailbox 
and then leaving that and ignoring it. And there's no lock on it. There's no special security around it. And then someone would come by and pick up that mail and take it someplace and that it would get to the place you meant to send it and all would be well. They could not understand that. And then it was even weirder to them that the opposite or the, the other end of the transaction was true, that they could get a product or a check or a gift or a letter or anything in this box that's just out on the street and that you could walk out there uh, without a gun, <laughs> open that but, box. But why, why, why is that uh, a miracle? That's a miracle because uh, you are assuming there's a crooked-ass mailman out there who's just looting, right? right? Right. So there is a faith we put in our government. There is a faith that we put in our authority figures. There's, there is a faith that we put in the people that we ask or, or we, we elect to lead us. However, I do think that, like, it really bums me out when in my Twitter feed it's like, Snowden would have been found dead. Yeah, I don't. I don't buy that one. I mean, I mean, I, I don't. I, I don't either. But you know, listen. Uh, perception equals reality, and, and many times, if if there is a general thought that that is okay, uh, you know, we are only as well behaved as our consequences. Sure. <laughs> and, but there, and, but there and, are so many people doing so many things right now that you could say, I can't believe they're not dead in the street for what they did. It's just you could say that about anybody and go, oh, well, if you hadn't run to Russia, it'd be dead in the street. Well, how do you know that? You don't have any way to really know that. You don't know. How do you know? Like, this is the conspiracy theory problem. You got no freaking proof on the other end of it. Besides, the fact that he's in, in Russia doesn't protect him entirely. It doesn't. Well, here, let, let, let's go ahead and get into that. In May 2013, Snowden took a leave of absence from his job at Booz Allen, uh, telling his supervisors he was returning to the mainland for epilepsy treatment. But instead... Uh, Snowden left Hawaii for Hong Kong, where he arrived on May 20th. Snowden told Guardian reporters in June that he had been in his room at the Mira Hotel since his arrival in the city, very rarely going out. On June 22nd, 18 days after the publication of Snowden's NSA documents began, officials revoked his U.S. passport. On June 23rd, Snowden boarded a commercial Aero, uh, Aero, Aeroflot flight SU-213 to <laughs> Moscow, accompanied by Sarah Harrison of WikiLeaks. Uh, also, uh, Julian Assange said later that they had paid not only for his flight, but also his hotel. WikiLeaks did, that is. In October 2013, Snowden said that he had been flying, uh, that before flying to Moscow, he gave all the classified documents that he had obtained to journalists he met in Hong Kong and kept no copies for himself. In January 2014, he told a German TV interviewer that he had given all of his information to American journalists reporting on American issues. During his first American TV interview in May 2014, Snowden said he had protected himself from Russian leverage by destroying the material that he had been holding before landing in Moscow. Mm. To be fair to him, he says that he wanted to go to another country through Moscow, that his passport was canceled, he could not get a direct flight to any of the countries that were offering him asylum, and he is now on, I believe, a year-to-year -year, uh, asylum approval in Russia that right now lasts until 2020. So okay. that brings us up to speed on the exile of one Edward Snowden. Yeah, and he is a uh, regular Twitter user. Um, he lets his thoughts be known on various issues via Twitter. There's a documentary where he did meet with people in Hong Kong while he was there. Uh, yep. That's on HBO, I want to say. I forgot the name of it. Citizen Four. Citizen uh, Four, yeah. That's it. Now, real quick, before we get into your calls, and we are going to take your calls here in a second, uh, there are, of course, claims that what 
Edward Snowden is telling us is not totally true. That he is either, uh, uh, you know, doing this uh, from the very start uh, on Russian, uh, for Russian interests, or has succumbed to Russian interests. Uh, this from a book, How America Lost Its Secrets. The counterintelligence issue was not if this U.S. intelligence defactor in Moscow was under Russian control, but when he came under it. There were three possible time periods when Snowden might have been brought under the control by the Russian intelligence service while he was still working for the NSA, after he arrived in Hong Kong on May 20th, 2013, or after he arrived in Russia on June 23rd, 2013. The idea being that if he really did let his wiener out into the breeze uh, uh, in, in Hong Kong yeah. by releasing all this stuff, that Russia could have thrown him a lifeline, or uh, this could have been the plan from the very beginning, to go somewhere else, not Russia, and then eventually just by happenstance end up there. Yeah. Also, well, I mean, I'm no expert on what Russia would want or think is best for them or, I don't know, what kind of leveragey thing they could do with somebody like Edward Snowden, but it seems like they probably have reasons they'd be motivated to be the place he stays. Do you know what I mean? Like, it, it's yeah. there's a... There's there's a that's a great way to make him look like a more of a traitor if that's your line of thinking cuz Russia's a weird, you know, that's a traitorous place to go traditionally between our well, countries. Well, now, you know, uh, yeah. people are really really hot about exactly who said what to who in in Russia. That is a thing that is uh, uh currently a big political talking point and again, if if you see, you know, reading back through all this and and finding, you know, the role that WikiLeaks played, uh then if you are now of the belief that WikiLeaks is a, effectively a volunteer state-run infosec uh, or infowar organization for for the Russian government, which many uh, you know on on of a certain political persuasion believe, then understand that that factors into this uh, as well. Yeah, here's what you're going to want to do: 801-285-9395. That's the number: 801-285-9395. We'll take your calls as soon as they start coming in. I have a quick question for you. Did you see the Oliver Stone Snowden movie? Is that have you have you have any experience with that thing? I have not. I'm not the biggest Oliver Stone fan. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, I think past Wall Street, uh, you know, he hasn't done a ton that I have really loved, nor do I necessarily think he has the best judge in character considering uh some of his his fawning uh love for for people like hugo chavez uh so you know i i don't i don't i, I if anything i don't want to cloud my, my my thoughts on snowden with the fact that oliver stone thinks he's a cool guy yeah i, I was that's kind of my my entire point with that whole thing um hey let's take a quick call hi you're on the air who's this Hey, this is your friend Evan, the attorney. Hello, Evan, the attorney. Oh boy, I'll bet. What's up, Evan? I'll bet Evan's got stuff to say about this from a legal standpoint. Evan, what's on your mind? Well, you know, when dealing with Snowden, I think it's one of those things where you got to keep two kind of contrary points in your head at the same time. One, he probably did something good by exposing a program that, if not illegal, was certainly un-American. Mm -hmm. And two. He probably committed treason by taking that information out of the country. Yeah, I and mean, he if, should, that, and, he, that, and he should stand trial for his crime. That was that was going to be my big question to you. Uh, coming from just purely legality, let's forget about emotion. Let's forget about all of that. He broke the law, and as those laws stand, those are capital 
crimes. Those are capital punishment crimes. I mean, those are big crimes. And I don't even think he's denying that. Like, straight up, that's what he did. Taking that stuff out of the country uh, and leaking it was, that's a crime. <laughs> like, there's no, yeah, there's yeah, the, it, unless the laws change, he broke the law in a pretty major way. And everyone compares it to the Pentagon Papers, but then people forget that Daniel Ellsberg actually stood trial. Mm -hmm. uh, the yeah. case was eventually dismissed, but he stood trial for leaking the Pentagon Papers. Yeah. So my big, so if I have a beef with Edward, Edward Snowden, it would be this, uh, or my main beef with Edward Snowden would be this. He should, I mean, if, if, if this was truly this altruistic, the people need to know kind of thing, I also think that, so, okay, so sure, do the thing you did, knowingly break the law, and now face the consequences of that. If you still think what you did was the right thing, great. But now hiding from the consequences is weird. That goes contrary to what I think is, you know, what should happen. Now, could you say, well, no, I don't think anyone's arguing that sharing state secrets with other, <laughs> with other parties uh, should be legal. Like, nobody out there is going... We need to reassess these laws. This isn't like gun control. This isn't like abortion where people are like, well, wait, maybe there's, uh, you know, we need to rethink this. No, we, we really don't want to have um, top secret information leaked to foreign parties, especially those who would uh, benefit from that or, or, you know, take advantage of it for it. So I, I, you know, I don't think anybody's arguing that. So if I were him, I shouldn't say if I were him. What I wish he would have done <laughs> is just faced up to it. Like, do the thing, sure. Make your big mistake, make your or or your big positive heroic thing. However, you people uh, tend to perceive it. Go ahead and do that, but then go face the freaking music because the music has to be played no matter what. And it's just worse that he's hiding. My may own, my own opinion. Quick, yes, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. May I add one quick thing? Uh, finally, um, uh, as far as the dead in the street thing goes. Uh, Snowden was born in 83, and I noticed this a lot among people who grew up after the Cold War. They seem to think that the United States and Russia and China are all kind of morally equivalent, which I think it'd do good for them to actually visit Russia and China, and they would find out that's not the case. Yeah. I mean, I wonder if his time in both, well, Hong Kong was it's not really China, China, but. I mean, you know. here, here, look, look, look at it like this. There are policies in China uh, that are, are there for population control. There are, are you know, uh, if, if you want to get more uh, into it, you can look up uh, how they've uh, treated the, the Falun Gong uh, religion slash cult, however you want to look at it. You can, uh, you know, Google Chinese murder vans if you want to. Uh, and as far as Russia goes, uh, Vladimir Putin is a leader who at one point during a hostage negotiation with, uh, rebel Chechen rebels at a Russian opera house decided to just gas the entire opera house to yeah. show how serious he was. Yeah. This is a different kind of way. This is a different kind of leadership, right? And look at it whoever you want, but I agree with Evan, the attorney wholeheartedly uh, read up or go visit. Yeah. Read up, go yeah. visit at the very least. If you're going to, if you're going to leak information, just know, <laughs> you actually are breaking the law, you bunch of dumbasses. Thank you, Evan. We appreciate it. Uh, we got another call coming in. Let's see. This is who is this? Hi, you're on the it's air. Ian, I am five, five. Oh, hey, Ian. What's going on, man? Not too much, Scott and Justin. Uh, so, all right. My uh, my, my take on on Snowden is is pretty simple. Uh, 
I feel like he missed his window to safely come back to the U.S., at least until the next time, uh, say, say the man who's currently a potato in office, uh, until he's out, <laughs> it might be a good idea to play it safe. I because, see. Uh, mm. But don't uh, we, we well, don't use, do we know what? Uh, speaking of the potato, do we know Justin? What is what is Trump's stance on Stone, Snowden? Has he ever said? I've never really paid attention to anything give me, he may have give, said. Give me a second. Give me a second. Okay, give we're going to find that out. What's his What's his take on that? But anyway, go ahead, Ian. Continue. Yeah, uh, I mean, Obama, Obama came out and said while he was in office that he couldn't pardon Snowden, and, and I perfectly understand that. It's a It's a very heavily political issue, and it's one that, uh, that, you know, I mean, like, basically, like, both sides are pretty much against him for what he came out. But at the same time, it was all stuff that, to this day, I still feel betrayed by the government for the fact that they were collecting all this data without telling the public. Yeah. Um, We we always, we like like this stuff when it's somebody else, right? We don't like to find out when it's us they've been spying on. We're cool if it's like, hey, uh, all the Norwegians are in a big database. Because we've been looking at them, Nor- Norwegians may not be happy about that, but we we you know it's only when it starts to get into our backyard we start freaking out. Definitely, uh, yeah. Uh, but by the way, uh, this is in 2013, right? So uh, uh, obviously Donald Trump's opinions on much is constantly in flux. Uh, but Edward Snowden, uh, uh, he said of Edward Snowden that he is a traitor, and he would execute him. Quote. <laughs> I think Snowden is a terrible threat. Uh, threat. I think he's a terrible traitor. And you know what we used to do in the good old days when we were a strong country? You know what we used to do to traitors, right? Trump said on Fox and Friends. Uh, well, you killed them, Donald, said fill-in host Eric Bowling. Mr. Trump's response, well, he's damaging America. <laughs> this guy is really doing damage to our country. He's also making us look like dopes. Yeah. So there's your answer, Ian. He, he, would, have yeah. him, he would have him killed. So I think you're right. He's got like a... <laughs> what an eight year maybe less let's hope uh let's uh, hope let's yeah. hope it's less than eight years yeah but, but let's yeah. say that the very minimum barring any weirdness let's say let's say, say in a vacuum everything goes well for four years uh for trump there, I, that doesn't seem like the time he'd want to come home you know right exactly and, and, and the, the other thing that I'll, that I'll bring up is that weirdly enough that i mean they're entirely different scenarios but you can in some way uh relate Snowden hiding out to Polanski hiding out. Mm. Consider considering the fact that you know where Snowden uh, Snowden has taken refuge in in Russia to avoid you know being prosecuted here in the U.S. and that's basically the exact same thing that Polanski's done. Mind you, completely different circumstances. But sure. uh, I mean, we all know what public opinion is like on Polanski versus public opinion on Snowden being very very different. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I don't think that anything that Polanski did in that hot tub was viewed in any way as something that was for the oh, public absolutely. interest. No. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's hard for it's hard to have. I think, an, I think uh, that, yeah. that there are many people who say, uh, including by the way, some of the tech companies. Remember that part of the fallout to this was that uh, uh, some of Silicon Valley saying. Hey, look, you are damaging our relationship with our end users because it is treasonous to say that you are involved in these programs. Right. Uh, and that was something that that has uh, continued to be a a, uh, a rough point between uh, specifically our security agencies and some of the cloud computing giants that really uh, dominate stuff. By the way, uh, one more thing on the Trump uh, Snowden thing. This is a February 2017 report. U.S. intelligence has collected information that Russia is considering turning over Edward Snowden as a gift to President Donald Trump, who has called the NSA leaker a spy and a traitor who deserves to be executed. Wow. All right. That's something that's pretty hardcore. So, um, all right. If 
if he were to uh, if he were to come back, uh, I mean, I guess that is execution is on the table. It always was. Whether no matter who's the president, this is this is uh, you know treason is a, a death offense. It's just straight up. That's the way it is. It's like go back to the French Revolution or come all the way up to 2017. Uh, most modern societies, uh, their governments will kill you. Uh, by a firing squad or something easier, maybe uh, if you go and you sell our secrets to somebody else, or not even sell them. But- by the way, Snowden Snowden took that report with uh, uh, that NBC report as irrefutable evidence that I never cooperated with Russian intel. No country trades away spies as the rest would fear their next. Oh, I see. Interesting. So he he saw that as vindication that there's no way if Russia was actually talking about this. That uh, that 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 there's no way he he would be a spy. If you look at it from, I try to do this without causing controversy, but I'm trying to see some of this from his perspective. Let's say that this all went the way he said, and he just his conscience would not let him be quiet on this. That it just really ate him up inside. Yeah. Um. Imagine, I mean if you try to put yourself in his shoes and if that's really his motivations and stuff, and it's easy to, you know, contradict that or whatever, but I'm just saying, let's play a little game here. Let's wear Edward Snowden's, uh, what shoes would he wear? Do you think let's assign him some shoes. What do you think Edward Snowden goes to pick up when he's at the mall or Nordstrom or something? Oh, I mean, probably some very sensible vans. Okay. Vans. He's wearing his vans. Let's get into his vans for a minute. They're, they're fresh and, and well-kempt. Uh, he, (laughs) I don't know why I went off on the shoe thing, but, but he's, uh, he's, this can't be a fun life. Classic right? buddy pickle. I mean, <laughs> this can't be a good life. This can't be good for, for anyone. Like how fun is this? This isn't fun. It can't be. It doesn't even give you, he doesn't have power now or something. He's just a dude who's on the run and he's any minute could be sent somewhere else. And I'm assuming he lives mostly in a hotel room or I don't know where the hell they have him, uh, barred up. Um, he is in, in an undisclosed location in Moscow somewhere. Yeah. I mean, is he eating okay? Is he under surveillance by the Russians all the time? I assume so. I would I would assume that he, he could assume that he is under surveillance. That's no li- <laughs> that's no life. I just want to go sometimes I want to walk down to the McDonald's and get a bur- get a freaking Big Mac. I don't want to my my life being Edward Snowden would be a nightmare. So I don't know why he would want to put himself into this position unless he really thought he was doing the right thing. Now, you can say he broke the law, and he did. He straight up did, and he knows it. But for those who see him as a, a hero of sorts, I mean, you can kind of see you can kind of see it. Like, what what other hero in history did things <laughs> did things purely by uh, the the normal procedures? You know what I mean? And again, this sounds like I'm defending him. I'm not. I'm just saying let's get into his shoes for a second. He either really thought, like to me the logic is, he really he really thought what he was doing was the right thing and was the only thing his conscience would allow him to do. Oh, I, 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 don't, I don't think that there's any way to look at this that does not require a substantial ego for him, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. even in his most heroic uh, version of this, you have to say only I can do this and I need to be at the center of this. I cannot just simply blindly turn over this stuff to other people and then maybe get caught when I'm caught. I need to be the one to be the leaker. Mm. I need to be, my face needs to be on televisions worldwide. All need to know my name 
for doing it. And why though? Why do you think he'd want that or need that? I mean, maybe that's a question you should ask for everybody. I you mean, won't. I think that that he, he could, you know, listen, we, we we just elected somebody who said only I can solve it, right? And I'm not trying to draw moral equivalencies between the two, but I do think that you need a healthy ego to run for president. I think you need a healthy ego to start a business. I think you need a healthy ego to do a lot of things in this world. And this is something that uh, even on par with other whistleblowers, you know, he wanted to blow a whistle very loudly in front of cameras. Yeah. Yeah, he did. You're not wrong about that. I don't no, know. I mean, and I, I, that, that, again, to me, does not say that he is right or wrong. Uh, I, do, I personally, I know many do, but I do not view ego as a bad thing. I, I think that, that very often it can mean that you want to take the lead and you want to take the slings and arrows on it so other people don't get it. Uh, but at the same time, we should understand that this is a different way of doing things, that there have been, as Evan the Attorney pointed out, uh, there have been plenty of uh, people who have changed the course of history, who have revealed uh, rotten corruption in our uh, uh, American democracy and then stood trial yeah. and didn't die. Yeah. I mean, Bradley Manning was allowed to become Chelsea Manning in, print, uh, in prison and now walks the streets. And, and previous to Snowden, this was somebody that had the largest intelligence breach that we had seen in many, many years. Yeah. I guess I guess uh, this is more of a philosophical thing, but I just don't know why you do it to yourself. Do you think he thought he was going to be the conquering hero and people were going to go, oh, man, thanks to you, Guy. It's like Guy Fox he was hoping for out of this deal, and everybody would wear Snowden masks anytime there was any kind of rebellion against power, or, or do you think he's not that naive and he knew that – I mean, this is all conjecture, but do you think he knew the poop he was, get, he was getting into and that he would be into for the rest of his life? I don't know. Unless this was a Russian intelligence operation. Yeah. I don't know. And even then, I don't know if there's any way that he can get to Hong Kong and start leaking this. And the rest of his life isn't a roller coaster that he can't see to the end of. Yeah. You know, like because uh, there's so much that can go wrong. I mean, and, and, and at this point, you are matching the full capabilities of the American intelligence system worldwide against you and whoever else you have around you yeah you know that's that's intense it's that's very intense it's the most intense and and there's no there's no retiring from it <laughs> like this is it no, this is unless he gets brought back and he faces trial yeah. and, and there uh, was pressure on obama uh, as he near the end of his term to to possibly do it but I mean, again, I don't think Obama was going to be able to do was was going to be able to commute both Chelsea Manning and uh, uh, bring back Snowden, oh, uh, no. even, even if he was going to face trial. Uh, here's something else that, that needs to be understood. And even if you believe that what was revealed by Edward Snowden was necessary for us to have a healthier relationship with our federal government and our security systems, there are people and this is the same thing with, with Chelsea Manning. There are people who are right now risking their lives, actively uh, uh, eroding the relationships they have with friends and family so they can do jobs inside those apparatuses. And first, second, third, and fourth priority is shut your mouth, keep the secrets. Yeah. If anything gets out, you are actively bringing everyone you've talked to closer to death. And these documents that, that he released 
the ones that became well reported on were more about data collection. Yeah. But you know, I was getting stuff yesterday when I was talking about this online of people that are inside the intelligence communities that are saying, look, he released more than what he thinks he released. And, 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 and Snowden has come out and said, look, I reviewed all this stuff. I made sure that nothing was getting out there that, that I didn't want out there. And there are people both publicly and privately that will tell you, nope, this brought people closer to death. He committed the cardinal sin in this community. Yeah. And, if there's one group that I would like to not piss off in America, <laughs> it is those that keep the secrets. Yeah, I mean, do you, mm, do, do you think he? Uh, do you think anybody's died because of him? Maybe, possible. Some of that information. I, I mean, uh, they're probably secrets too. So who would know? But you know what I mean. Like there could have been secret operations, secret ops we don't know about, things that that went south because somebody had information they shouldn't have had. Like, there's got to be, I mean, that's the whole point. That's why everyone's so mad at him. Isn't so much that, I don't know, man. I am so torn on this. Because on the one hand, I'm like, don't freaking surveil me everywhere I go. And on the other hand, I'm like, eh, what are you going to do? I don't, I don't do anything weird. You're not going to find any Weinstein freaking shit or anything like that with me. So go for it. Do whatever you got to do. And then on try find that buddy pickle. <laughs> People keep getting so there's uh, apparently you did you refuse to say the name of another forum member who goes who went by the name Goat Effer. Oh, Goat Effer. Yeah, I kind of uh, remember uh, that. Let's see. So you just adorable buddy pickle. Uh, just just a real just such a doll. Uh, I'm gonna make an attempt to say your name, Goat Fa, Goat Fa. <laughs> Damn, I really can't do it. I tried, but I can't. Uh, so this is great. Hold on. This chat, this one they just put up here. I am concerned with why we all tend to worship people. Case in point, when famous people die that we have no relationship to and no contact with, we go crazy with tributes, tears, and the like. Why? On the other hand, children die every day in darker circumstances who are much more deserving of our attention and sadness. Is every life precious? Of course. If if is one famous twenty two year old more important than one without a recording contract? Hell no. I am sad for her family and those closest to her. I threw a fit when Phil Harmon Hartman died. Boy, I put Harmon. Uh, so I am no different than the rest of us. It does not make it right, if that's the right word, to say that her life was somehow more important or or, or more tragic due to its early end than so anyone else is kind of crappy. All it means is. We have been successfully roped into marketed fame. Perhaps we should mount mourn that a bit. Boy, look at me in my high-minded two thousand uh, January thirtieth two thousand uh, brain. That's that's. I know. Uh, 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 exhales from the bong, right, man? <laughs> All of uh, twenty. No, I'm sorry. Seventeen years ago, uh, was I pontificating? Yeah, that's old buddy pickle for I you. I believe. I believe in buddy pickle. Yeah. It's uh boy these threads these are dumb. <laughs> anyway, oh cuz who was a lay Aliyah, what was her name? That died. I remember this now. Aliyah. Aliyah was her name. I remember Aaliyah that. Aliyah died. Yeah, yeah, people were flipping out about it and I remember feeling like I needed to pipe up and say she she's no different than anyone else who dies. Why do we care if she's famous? Oh, yeah, she is. She made rock the boat. Well, see, there's the difference. Rock I, the boat. I would probably rock. say that today. Um Oh, this is great. 
Two-factor authentication is now available on Beyond Unreal forums. To configure it, visit our profile. This is apparently still a thing I can go log into and post on. You can log into Buddy Pickle right now on, on the Beyond Unreal forums. <laughs> and you can have two-factor. That's insane. That's insane. All right. Anyway, sorry. Now, Diversion. Yeah, you, you posted the name. You had uh, uh, you wanted to, to get something back for Goat Effer, <laughs> and you titled the thread for Goat Freaker. <laughs> You are just adorable. <laughs> uh, that's great. All right. Uh, in that vein, we're about out of time. I do want to say one final thing uh, that, the, uh, about the Snowden deal. I believe yeah. that in my lifetime, he'll be back here and he'll stand trial. Um, I do not believe he will be found dead in the street from nefarious means. Uh, it is possible that at some point he just loses it and uh, takes his own life or uh, something else weird happens before he gets here. But I think if he makes it to these states united and he comes to stand trial, that he will do that and that he will be convicted and uh, likely not pardoned by any president I can think of in the next 20 years. So that's my thinking. That's my prediction. Um, it doesn't really help with the whole, was he a patriot or was he a traitor? I think he thought he was a patriot. I think legally he's a traitor. That's, that's, that's kind of where I land on, on Snowden. Any final thoughts on Snowden you'd like to say? Yeah, you know, I, I I I tend to believe that his point, however well, uh, however effective, to me is on some level eroded by the fact that he did not stay here. I, I do believe that that does affect how I think of him personally. Uh, however, we again, we we do need daylight on these situations. We do need daylight on programs for which our government runs that we find uncomfortable. And to go to Buddy Pickle's point about deifying uh, Aaliyah, <laughs> I think that there is indeed a, a, a problem when we look at our, our faceless government with a capital G and we don't understand that they are human beings that we should assume have the morals of human beings. And when organizations become less and less human, that there is a problem that we that we need to address. And I, I hope that that is something that we can continue to remind us. And Snowden's revelations do remind us when they are stepping out of line. Yep. Because I think that there are elements of that uh, program, the prison program, that, uh, that, that was out of line. I, I completely agree. Uh, all right. Well, once again, we've solved it. Another social issue put away. Never to be to uh, spoken hey. of again. Yeah. Let's uh, let's talk about next week. All right, next week, what's going on? What are we polling for? What's happening? I am nominating Pick Up Artistry. Oh, that is uh, uh, we're we're doing negging the game, peacocking, and everything that goes along with it. If you are not familiar with Pick Up Artistry, then do yourself a favor and read up on it. Uh, this was suggested uh, this week, and I loved it so much I had to put it up on the poll. Pick Up Artist and Scott. You don't know much about this, do you? No, and so I picked something else. Uh, so if we end up with that, <laughs> this, this, you just guaranteed we're going to get that one because people love the idea that I don't know about it. So uh, if you want to vote for that one, fine. But I picked vaccinations and anti-vaxxers. Now, a lot of people would say, wait, haven't we scientifically proved them to be flat earthers? Eh, you'd be surprised. There's still a lot of controversy about vaccinations, and I have a lot to say as a parent. So those are your choices. Anti-vaxxers versus... Uh, Justin's thing. 
Pickup artist. You can find <laughs> that poll up at Justin R. Young and at Scott Johnson on Twitter. Go ahead and follow that. And make sure that you send your emails about this subject and anything else that you've heard on the show to unfriendmeshow at gmail.com. This is all correct. Thank you all for listening. We'll be back next week with a whole new, brand new thing. If you'd like to be a part of it, we do this live every Tuesday at 11.30 a.m. That's Pacific Time or 12.30 p.m. Mountain Time. That's where I live. So come on back. Check it out live. That's frogpants.tv. I think that's going to do it for us, for me and for Justin and for all of you and for the Edward Snowdens of the world. Mm-hmm. Be they in Russia, Hong Kong, or have yet to release the things they're going to release. Have a fantastic week, and we'll see you then. Bye. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>